The Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1 The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. anyone and everyone who might happen to be alive at this particular point in time. Big shout out to those listening in the spirit world. I miss you all. Huge howdy to the High Holy Three and Triple J. I love you. Man, it is like I'm one of these guys. I'll wear shorts till Thanksgiving. Short pants. I got sweat. uh, Got my tids. uh, Motorcycle World sweatshirt on here. But, man, it's freezing out there. <laughs> I may wind up with long pants uh, about a month earlier than I thought I would. I usually can last till Thanksgiving. Then you got to get dressed up to go to people's houses and stuff. So it's when I put on some slacks on and that, shorts and a T-shirt or sweats and a T-shirt. But I certainly hope you had a magnifico weekend. Man, can you believe we are there? One week left as of tomorrow. One week left with these jamokes. See what happens after that all comes to its fruition. See what kind of show is going to be had there. You know, I'm going to play that that Trump walking out on Leslie Stahl. Let me say this. When I was working in Washington, D.C., she was about... uh, four blocks down the street, I guess it was the CBS building. And she would like come out as we were like going in the evening, about 7.30 or so, to uh, Georgetown because we'd leave Connecticut and them. That's where we were. We'd slide straight across them to Georgetown, about 10 minutes at the most, depending on traffic and everything. And she'd come out. And I mean, cars would slow down to look at Leslie Stahl because Leslie Stahl looked Gut or gut, as the kids say today. But Leslie saw she looked good. Still look good. I'm saying she looked, but boy, Trump walked out on her. But it's kind of like you know he he's right, and I ain't uh, his advocate, and I ain't uh, Biden's advocate, because I know one thing: they are not mine. But he's right. They throw Joe Biden the softball questions and everything. It's like they're playing wiffle ball with, with Joe and, you know, 94, 95-mile-per-hour fastball with uh, with Trump. And I guess, you know, some would say, well, he deserves that. Well, yeah. He's been his own worst enemy these four years. Let's see what happens next week. That'll be something. 
That'd be quite the show. This has been quite the show all these days, these, uh, what, three and a half years now. Oh, boy. When he walked out on Leslie Starr, I thought that was cool. And I'll tell you why. Because he was making a statement. The statement was, at last, here on the number one news show. I can tell all you liberal news people, with my standing and my departure, big F you. That's what that was. Leslie saw she didn't know what to do other than cash in on the ratings. Because now she's going to be, it's sort of like when Megyn Kelly and him were going at it in 2016. And they're just going back and forth with barbs and everything. Same thing with Leslie Stahl on the different intensity. Anyway, I'll play that in case you missed it. I saw something that was brought to my attention. That's to me. And that's Cam Newton. All right, now, Cam Newton was a big deal guy in college. He was really, really huge with the, uh, I think it was the Carolina Panthers. Took him to the Super Bowl one time. Didn't win, but took him to the Super Bowl. And so he was out for about three-quarters of a season. And New England Patriots brought him back, had a couple of opening pretty good games, and then um, and then nothing. We got hurt, I understand that, but nothing. So the problem with Cam Newton is his flamboyant hairdo and his crazy – it's like Broadway Joe Namath. Remember when Joe Namath he used to wear the fur coats and all that stuff? He'd be strutting and everything. He predicted that the Jets would win the Super Bowl, and they did. Strut away, my man. But Cam Newton's dressing Broadway Joe style ain't got nothing to show for it. So one of his fellow uh, athletes, now a broadcaster, said, hey, Cam, do something first, then go with the crazy hair, then go with the big fur coats, then go with the crazy looks and all that kind of stuff. But do something first. You're in a place where they're definitely going to be looking at you heavy because it's the New England Patriots. What's going to happen after Brady left? Some heavy shoes you had to step in on. I'm sure Brady took his shoes with him. And how about Antonio Brown? Looks like he's going to join up, if he hasn't already, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Woo! That guy's a nutcase, but what an athlete. Then you got Gronk on the other side, these other guys that got with him. Could be ferocious going into the uh, playoff season. But it's kind of like, come on, Cam. Smarter than that, man. The old man's a preacher. He probably brought you up to some degree of right. That's just me thinking out loud. Well, who are you to think like that? Well, I'm the American that all these people are telling uh, people they're going to do things for, but don't. Hey, you know, on this date in 1984, The Terminator came out, man. That was such a badass movie in its day. The Terminator. I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. I was told that she's here. Could I see her, please? No, can't see her. She's making a statement. Where is she? Look, it may take a while. I want to wait. There's a bench over there. I'll be back. 
have some fascinating stories about the movies as well. You got to tell us the story about uh, the Terminator. You almost ruined the signature line. I'll yeah, be back. What's but, that about? Well, it was I, I could not pronounce uh, really well this aisle, so I just kept saying to Jim Cameron, maybe I should just say I will be back, as it sounds more like a machine. I will be back. And he says, no, no, no. He says, look, I don't tell you how to act. Don't tell me how to write. I wrote the line. I'll be back. So why don't you just say this? So I said, but it sounds really weird when I say it with my German accent. He says, I don't care. He says, let's just say ten different ways, and then one will work. And so that's what we ended up doing and uh, then when the movie came out I remember I was here in New York for the promotion and I walked uh, down uh, uh, on Park Avenue and this, uh, this uh, one fan came up and he said say it say it and I said say what and he says say the line I'll be back and I said I'll be back and he said no the way you said it in the movie and I said I'll be back. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the way. I realized how powerful that line was and what a big hit it was. So and James it became Cameron now, was right. Yeah, he was absolutely right. As always, he's always right. Always yeah, James right. Cameron is never wrong. I'll be back. And he goes and gets his Terminator mobile and drives it straight into the police station. Magnificent movie. The second Terminator was pretty good, too. Third, eh. For that, but I don't know how many, 20 of them they got now. But the first and second, man, that was the Terminator. Anyway, got all kinds of stuff coming up for, the, for you today. I'm, I'm thinking about doing some new stuff here, you know, and maybe starting like a self-help type of thing, you know, helping people through my own advice because I've been on this earth 70 years. I know a lot of things. I'm like, uh, you, know, you know, farmer's insurance, you know. I know a lot of things because I've seen a lot of things, all right? Oh, and by the way, there's a movie called 21 Bridges where that guy who is the farmer's insurance guy who says, well, we know a lot of things because we've seen a lot of things. The movie's called 21 Bridges and it features uh, the Black Panther. No. So I'm thinking about doing things that, you know, will help people and I don't know, all kinds of stuff. Possibly something like this. I want to suggest to you a program that you can follow to rebuild your gums and teeth. That's for another time. But did you see that the murder hornets are back? Remember the plague of the murder hornets last summer? I mean, these are like hornets, two inches long stingers that are so devastatingly debilitating. If you get stung by it, then maybe you might even like die. That's why they call them murder hornets. They are back and they be deadly scientists are working to do everything they can to destroy this invading horde i'm talking about the killer asian hornet as it is also known it comes from china most recently the find of these hornets occurred in washington state where endemologists put on a big sting operation and were led to the hive of the murder hornets by a murder hornet who had been captured previously and was fitted with a tracking device. Scientists who look for these kind of invaders found a basketball-sized nest hidden inside the hollow of a tree, and these hornets were ready to go on and do a little killing.
they attacked the Keebler elves who also lived in the hollow of that same tree. And all they were trying to do was make cookies for the world. And all you could hear was the anguish. I didn't sign up for this. I just wanted to make cookies. I'm making cookies in my pants right now. The plaintive cries of one going down. Oh, hell no. Of those who could not flee the impending doom. It comes from China. The soldiers are in place. They are called murder hornets. And they are on the march, my friend. Just providing fair warning, my friend, because we got all kinds of hassles happening in our society today. And if I can at least hip you to the fact that there is something that could be problemsome to you in the upcoming, well, then my job is done, but yours is not. Two things. Number one, watch out for the return of the murder hornets cause them is some big ass badass bumblebees comes from China and then as is always smash smash be digging a smash <laughs>
Digging the Smash with Smash Daily on the Big C. Hungry? I am hungry! Was well, a good night to go on over to Gulf Shores. Oh, man, I'm just thinking the gumbo. Pardon me for not being fast right now. Just thinking on the gumbo, you know? Nice hot bowl of gumbo. On a day, night like this. Name of the place is Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill. You can find them on the dot com. Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. Got the location in Edwardsville. Six years there. 16 years. Over there in Creve Coeur. That's the one I go to. It's near my house. Smash boat. Luckily placed nearby so that I might take the Smash Mobile. Drive over there parade-like. Like the wild Chapachulas marching on down the street. Playing all the great Creole music. I head on over to Gulf Shores. And when I get there, greeting me, through the ceiling is the music of New Orleans or New Orleans or New Orleans, depending on what side of town you're from and or what your echelon in life is. Now, if you are hungry, you're looking for something to do for dinner. Nice big old bowl of gumbo. Come on, man. It's there every day, but today would be the day. Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores. Smash Daily is everywhere. Because I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com. At the battle of Jericho and walls came tumbling down. You may talk about the men of Gideon, you may talk about the men of Saul, but they're not like the good old Joshua. The battle of Jericho, hallelujah! Joshua at the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua at the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down, hallelujah! Joshua at the battle of Jericho, Jericho. At the battle of Jericho And the wolves came tumbling down One of the great singers right there mm-hmm. When it comes to gospel music Mahalia Jackson Used to watch her on TV when I was a little kid Mahalia Jackson uh, Born on this date On this date two, I'm thinking 2000 1911 Died in 1972. But, uh, man, does she bring gospel to the fore for all peoples, especially all over the radio in those early days, especially on TV in those early days. 
Mahalia Jackson right there. That's some of the music that I play for you on Sundays right here on WBGZ 107.1 FM and on our sister station, My Mix 94.3. That's where you get the best mix of the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. But 5 o'clock p.m. on both those stations, you get a show that I do. It's called People's Praise Party. People's Praise Party is about just great praise songs featuring artists like Mahalia Jackson. I go, I'd say about 80%. I go old school. I bring the youngsters in there too. But you know, I mean, nobody playing the old gospel music. It's all this glistening, happy-go-lucky stuff, you know. There's some down and dirty, nitty-gritty to the gospel, to the story of the Lord. So that's what you're going to hear when you get to the People's Praise Party. Like I said, Sundays, right here at the station known as WBGZ and my mix, 94.3. Well, I tell you what, Trump and Leslie Stahl, see, Leslie Stahl, what Leslie Stahl was doing, on that 60 Minutes interview played uh, Sunday yesterday, she was being a uh, she was being kind of like a, a polite Savannah Guthrie. Do you remember Savannah Guthrie on uh, NBC on the town hall? She's all brazen, you know, and ready to kick Trump's ass and ask him all the deep. And where she was a polite, more sophisticated take at Savannah Guthrie. But president didn't like it. He makes a good point. Like I said, I don't advocate for him. I don't advocate against him. I just listen to what these guys do. Same with Joe Biden. But he makes a good point. They throw Biden all these softball, wiffle ball questions. And hardball, that goes to Trump. And it'll go to him because he knows all that much because what he does know, he doesn't put forth. And that's one of the things I dig about him because when they asked him in the early on about, well, what are we going to do here as far as our soldiers are concerned? Well, we don't tell the enemy what we're going to do. When you put it out in public, the enemy knows what you're going to do. I'm one of these guys. I studied the art of war back in college and everything. You don't tell the enemy what you're going to do, no matter what kind of free society you got. You want to have a free society? You better surprise the enemy. Don't tell the enemy what you're going to do, but don't get me started. Hey, um, so anyway, Trump's there with Leslie Stahl. Finally, he don't like the questioning. And in case you missed it, here's a little slice of that uh, all the way up to where he does take off. And let me tell you, Leslie Stahl, you look beautiful, baby, because I used to see her as we would drive from DC 101 Radio in Washington, D.C. when I was working there, all the way Eight, ten minutes over to Georgetown. She'd come out of the uh, studios, or CBS studios. It was like, oh. Uh, anyway, here they are. Do you think that your tweets and your name calling are turning people off? No, I think I wouldn't be here if I didn't have social media. Well, but you the media is fake. And frankly, if I didn't have social media, I'd have no way of getting out my voice. Do you know what you told me a long time ago when I asked why you keep saying fake yeah, media? Yeah. You said to me, I say that because I need to dis- 
uh, discredit you so that when you say negative things about me, no one will believe you. I don't you. have to discredit you. But that's what You've you told me. You've discredited yourself. You know, I didn't want to have this kind of angry. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Of course you did. No, I didn't. Well, then you brought up a lot of subjects that Well, I said I'm going to ask you tough up. questions. They were inappropriately but brought up right from the beginning. No, your first question was, this is going to be tough questions. Why? You don't ask Joe Biden. I saw your interview with Joe, the interview with I Joe I never Biden. did a Joe it Biden interview. It was a Joe, the interview, 60 Minutes. I see Joe Biden giving softball after softball. I've seen all of his interviews. He's never been asked a question that's hard. Okay, but forget him for a minute. No, but you your start with me. Your president, and Excuse me, Leslie, you started with me. Your first statement was, are you ready for tough questions? Are you? That's no way to talk. It's no way to talk. Leslie, one, one second. At this point, one of our producers interrupted to advise about the time remaining in the interview. I think we have enough of an interview here, Hope. Okay, that's enough. Let's go. Let's go. In uh, let's go meet for two seconds, okay? Thanks. I'll see you in a little while. Thanks. Bravo, buddy. Bravo. Of course, I mean, you know, why sit there and get maligned when you're going to get maligned if you don't show up anyhow or if you leave? I tell you what, this is going to be an amazing week coming up here. See how all kinds of things land. <laughs> it was <laughs> great the way the liberal press plays these guys. Conservative press plays too. So I ain't on nobody's side. I don't care from none of them. You don't want to go deep with me on this because I can't stand any of them anyway. But I do get a kick out of watching. For example, this kid, uh, Jared Kushner, I think is his name. He's Trump's son-in-law. He's married to Ivanka or whatever the kid's name is, the girl. Anyway, so he's making a statement. And he's talking in that statement about uh, black folks complaining about their situation. Well, all of a sudden, he's over there. Headlines in the press that he's maligning black folks because he's calling them complainers and everything. No, he's talking about one of the things that was done because the situation wasn't right. So complaints were put forth. But they got to rewrite it like that because it's the last week. And we don't know how many people are going to show up from who knows where. About a third of all the votes are in. The crazy part about it, a third of the votes are already in. Why is it going to take you another two or three weeks after the election to count them? Here they are. See, I studied political science in, uh, in college. That was my major. I was wanting to be a judge. I'd have been a good Supreme Court judge because I don't play. I was going to be a judge because one of the things I hate is injustice. And I don't care if I like Trump or don't like Trump or I like Biden or don't like Biden, but don't be unjust with these people. Give them the opportunity to show what they can do. And that goes for you, Joe, and that goes for you, Don, let's get the issues out. The last debate came close to that, but sheesh. This has been something. This has been something. One week left. It's a dash to the finish line. Let's see what these guys do.
the presidential, uh, what, here comes the chief or something like that? Hail to the chief. Yeah, <laughs> Hail to the chief. All right, just want to let you know about a new show coming up this Saturday. This coming Saturday. I get to join up with my brethren, my fellow acolytes. Over there, my mix 94.3. Join Lolo and the gang. I'm going to be doing a show on Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. till noon. All right, 9 a.m. till noon, Saturdays only. 9 a.m. till noon. It's a show called Digging the Smash. Why are you stroking yourself, Smash, man? What's wrong with you? What are you? Digging the Smash, hopefully you do. But Digging the Smash, in the world of music, in the world of theater, for that matter, movies, TV, entertainment, a smash is a big success. So when I say digging the smash, it's because I'm going to be playing music for you that you're going to be digging, that you're going to love. Be songs that maybe you ain't heard in the, in the longest while on the radio. And I ain't saying this in the wrong way. I'm not a programmer. All I know is this. I love the song I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. But I've heard it 10 million times. There's other Rolling Stone songs that will apply to my enjoyment. That's what Dick and Smash is going to be because those songs are smashes. Big successes for you because they play to your lifestyle. So it's a lifestyle show filled with music. I'm going to throw in some, you know, rock and roll repartee. I'm going to throw in, you know, a little bit of tete uh, tete, as we say, over there by the Eiffel Tower. It's just going to be a great show with great music. I don't even think you're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. Oh, I'm starting to sound like Trump. But you're going to love it. It's going to be great. Saturdays, 9 a.m. till noon. When you wake up, boom, you're digging a smash. When you're driving your kids to the gym or wherever they can go nowadays in the COVID era, boom, you're digging a smash. When you're on your way to the grocery and all you can eat is Slim Jims because you can't trust the meat anymore. But you can trust a Slim Jim. Snap into a Slim Jim. Boom. You're digging a smash. And every once in a while, I throw in a Jesus loving tune. Up to the walls of Jericho with sworn drawn in his hand. Go blow them horns like Joshua. The battle is in my hand. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. 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 Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. And wolves came tumbling down that morning. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. It's about quarter till five. Smash with you right here. Just a quick reminder, especially weather like this right here. Go to Jersey County Fence and Deck online, jcfdonline.com. And check out all the work they do. You think about uh, putting a deck out there on the back of your house? 
new porch on the front of your house, whatever it is. They'll attach it, and it'll be on your house. Won't be tilted, won't be leaning, like some of these things I've seen. Jersey County Fence and Deck. Get that yard covered with the right kind of fence for your perimeter. Magnificent. But while you're there at jcfdonline.com, look at all the pictures, see the kind of work they do. And then get yourself registered to win a fire pit, one of them big fire pits. That's some little tiny, you know, like little bucket with some sand in it and a couple of uh, fire pits, all right? Big, long fire pit. Fire is coming out of it. On a night like this, you will love the fire pit. I'm not one of these guys that likes to go out in the, in the dead of winter. But if I had a fire pit, I'd probably go out there and lounge a little bit. Because a fire pit will keep you warm. You can win a fire pit from Jersey County Fence and Deck. You go to jcfdonline.com. jcfdonline.com. And you register. And when you register, when you tell them, you leave your information. You tell them. You heard about it on WBGZ. Instead of just registering once, they'll register you twice. So you got two times the opportunity to win. So take advantage of the point. I mean, you don't have to buy nothing. Just look. See. Win. Jersey County Fence and Deck. JCFDonline.com. Well, every day of the studio. Standing six foot one, weighing oh, no. five, cranking out the jams and running his route. Everybody knew he didn't play no crap. The smash, the smash, big bad smash. Smash, smash, digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Amen. Every once in a while, I take a brief uh, break for prayer. Hi, how do you do? Smash with you right here. It's about 12 till 5 o'clock. Okay. Now, at this particular point in time, I bring in on Mondays, because it's Social Media Monday, this young lady here, Susan Singer, Reach Digital management.com anything you need to know as far as your need for social media be it on the professional or the personal side susu knows how to handle how you doing young lady i'm doing very well sir how are you today well i gotta salute you on a new phone line right there you're loud and clear fantastic (laughs) but that's been my fault i've been calling the wrong number for uh, all these times hey so i don't have a song for you yet and I'm not going to have a song until I have a song that I will make such a grandeur about that you <laughs> will be almost Statue of Liberty-like to those who are seeking the need to escape from the world that they came from, the world of the unknown when it comes to social media, into the loving arms of you, social media's Lady Liberty. And that is I appreciate Susan that. Oh, yeah, yes, sure. but come come towards the light. I I think I can help you there. I okay. I thought about changing the name of my company to uh, Reach DMC. 
digital media <laughs> consulting. But, hey, I'll help you out with whatever you have. As you might remember, Smash, many, yes, many years ago. I do. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> well, not that long. But we can talk about that another time. Okay. But when we first hooked up to do this particular uh, trip together, um, social media brought us back yep. together. Yep. We've been friends for years. Exactly. But I posted on something that you had posted, hey, here's my website. Put mm-hmm. the link in there. Mm-hmm. Give me a call. Mm-hmm. And... It's been smooth sailing ever since. Oh, yeah. Well, Susan has saved me a million times as far as my social media and on the professional side especially it is. And on the personal side, I just I, I use an old thing called a telephone and I call and talk to people. But when I can't and I got to go social media, this young lady knows how to not only deal with social media, but also to hook up these websites and everything and your Facebooks and your Twitters and all that kind of stuff. She's taking care of me like that. That's why I turn you on to her on this social media Monday. So where shall we go from this point, my darling? Well, let's go down the hashtag rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I have a few stories for you. Right. So last week we talked a little bit about hashtags and what on earth is a hashtag. Right. I came up with a few examples that I've personally had happen to me. So when I first started Instagram, there, I like taking pictures also. Mm-hmm. There was a trailer park that was completely abandoned. They were shutting it down, but there was a very new, beautiful mall right behind it. So I took a great photo of the old trailer park with the beautiful mall behind it mm-hmm. and hashtagged trailer park. And this uh, at trailer park boys liked it. And I thought, what on earth is that? And then I got to go find out what trailer park boys are. It's kind of a interesting train wreck show from Canada that you can't look away from. Yeah. And so you never know where the journey will lead. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Also, yesterday, I um, went and hashtagged where I live. And I looked at the hashtags for where I live, the town I live in. And somebody had posted a beautiful picture of the Arby's sign down the street. Mm-hmm. And it's a great big hat, you know, from the old yeah, days. Yeah, right. And there aren't many of those left. So this particular page that posted it was for old vintage signs. Mm-hmm. And they hashtagged the town where I live. So that's how I happened to see it. So you just you kind of be careful, have to be careful because you never really know where, where it's yeah, going to lead you. Right on. Huh. Well, when you hashtag like that, is that a communication thing or is it just like you're showing something off? It's more like an address. Ah, okay. I never thought of it that way, but that, that makes sense. Okay, I got you. Huh. Definitely an address. Yeah. So, but I can help with any of that. I can help yeah. you detangle your social media and your websites. And by the way, make sure you have your social media on a website if you have it mm-hmm. and keep it up to date because they all are interoperative. Mm-hmm. Well, Susan takes care of SmashDaily.com and a couple of, two, three of the other sites that, that I have. Well, a couple, two, three, all of them. So anyway, I've been grateful to her. She's helped me handle this because if I'm going to be working to build a business, I got to know how to do this stuff or I better have somebody in place who knows how to do it and she knows how to do it. I know how to do my thing. Susan takes care of hers and uh, you put them together. What do you got? Bibbity bobbity boo. Nothing but a success story right there, right, kid? Absolutely. Give me a call or go to my website, reachdigitalmanagement.com. Follow me on Instagram, 
and Facebook. And hit me up. I'll answer your questions, and I'd love to help you out. There you go. Susan Singer is her name. We'll have her again next Monday, right about this time. Social Media Monday. Talk to you then, darling. Always a good time. Take care, Smash. Your major songs, especially anti-war songs of any anti-war period, and that does include right now. But in 1962, the United States was on the verge of nuclear war with Russia. Russia was secretly shipping in missiles, nuclear missiles, to Cuba, 90 miles away from Florida. U.S. finds out about it getting ready to put that big blockade out there and says, hey, Russia, you can't do that. Here's President John Kennedy at that time. Good evening, my fellow citizens. This government, as promised, has maintained the closest surveillance of the Soviet military buildup on the island of Cuba. Within the past week, unmistakable evidence has established the fact that a series of offensive missile sites is now in preparation on that imprisoned island. The purpose of these bases can be none other than to provide a nuclear strike capability against the Western Hemisphere. Only last Thursday, as evidence of this rapid offensive buildup was already in my hand, Soviet Foreign Minister Gromyko told me in my office that he was instructed to make it clear once again as he said his government had already done, that Soviet assistance to Cuba, and I quote, pursued solely the purpose of contributing to the defense capabilities of Cuba, unquote. That, and I quote him, training by Soviet specialists of Cuban nationals in handling defensive armaments was by no means offensive. And that if it were otherwise, Mr. Gamico went on, the Soviet government would never become involved in rendering such assistance, unquote. That statement also was false. Acting therefore in the defense of our own security and of the entire Western Hemisphere and under the authority entrusted to me by the Constitution as endorsed by the resolution of the Congress, I have directed that the following initial steps be taken immediately. To halt this offensive buildup, a strict quarantine on all offensive military equipment under shipment to Cuba is being initiated. All ships of any kind bound for Cuba, from whatever nation or port, 
will if found to contain cargoes of offensive weapons be turned back. Shall be the policy of this nation to regard any nuclear missile launched from Cuba against any nation in the Western Hemisphere as an attack by the Soviet Union on the United States, requiring a full retaliatory response upon the Soviet Union. I call upon Chairman Khrushchev to haul and eliminate this clandestine, reckless, and provocative threat to world peace and to stable relations between our two nations. I call upon him further to abandon this course of world domination and to join in an historic effort to end the perilous arms race and to transform the history of man. Our goal is not the victory of might, but the vindication of right. Not peace at the expense of freedom, but both peace and freedom here in this hemisphere. And we hope around the world, God willing, that goal will be achieved. I tell you what, they interviewed Khrushchev's son, the Soviet premier at the time, interviewed Khrushchev's son just a few years back. He said that his old man was scared out of his ass when Kennedy came back with that right there because nobody expected that coming from the United States. So bravo, Kennedy. Bravo. That's the way you got to do those kind of things. A great president got to take the bull by the horns. And that's what happened. All kinds of headaches got uh, averted. And instead, we got the Cold War out of it, but what nobody nuked out of the deal. Listen to me. Wow. 